clear direction for our lives through what he says. <clears throat> now I want to start reading from the book of Job. Job chapter 28, verse 1. You know, Job is one of the old books in the Bible, uh, an ancient book long before most of the other books were written. And uh, even in this book of uh, Job, we find amazing things that are being revealed to us uh, that are almost sound like a description of what is happening today. <clears throat> now, Job chapter 28, verse 1 says, there is a mine for silver and a place where gold is refined. Iron is taken from the earth and copper is smelted from ore. Man puts an end to, to the darkness. He searches the furthest recesses for ore in the blackest darkness. <clears throat> Far from where people dwell, he cuts a shaft in places forgotten ways. The earth from which food comes, is transformed below as by fire. Sapphires and come from its rock, and its dust contains nuggets of gold. No bird of prey knows that hidden pass. No falcon's eye has seen it. Proud beasts do not set foot on it, and no lion prowls here. Man's hand assaults the flinty rock and lays bare the roots of the mountains." He tunnels through the rock, his eyes see all, the all its treasures. He searches the sources of the rivers and brings hidden things to light. <clears throat> now this is a description of what man is able or has been able to do in history. And some of it, I'm sure, uh, were not even yet fulfilled even during the days of Job, but came to become reality through the centuries that people have been living on earth. 126 rather. Then God said, let us make man in our, own, in our image according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, the birds of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image, and God said to them, be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth. Let me just read that again. Verse 27, God created man in his own image. The image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. Then God blessed them and God said to them, be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. And Psalm 119, verse 96 says, To all perfection I see a limit. To all perfection I see a limit. But your commands are boundless or limitless. Praise God. Let us pray. Lord, we want to thank you so much for your wonderful presence today. Lord, you, be, you, you desire to be with us whenever we gather. Just like you have said, where two or three are gathered in my name, I will be in their midst. Lord, you have a desire to have fellowship with man that you have created to be part of your own family.
So Lord Jesus, today we are grateful that we can be here, that we can meet with you, that we can learn from you, Lord, that we can understand the reason for your work. And Lord Jesus, I pray that you open up our minds to your words for us to discover. To you be the glory and honor in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, when you hear uh, a subject like why God created the earth, you may be wondering, there must be something, uh, uh, you know, amazing coming. And yes, there is something amazing coming because, you see, when God decided to have a family, you know, and the Bible tells us that this is what has happened even before the foundation of the world. That means before the earth was created, before the universe was created, before anything uh, visible came into being, anything that came to be material, you know, uh, it, God had already a, a wonderful plan for every single one of us. And uh, only after that, only after he came to conclude creation on his plan, okay, he was a very good architect. He put everything into, into uh, a frame, everything into being on his, in his plan. And only after he had uh, concluded about you and me and about mankind as a whole, only then did he create the heavens and the earth. Okay, so once again, I want to underline one very important uh, uh, fact. God did not create this world, this visible world, you know, earth and the universe and everything that we can see. He didn't create that for himself. He created it for us. And even if you think about <clears throat> the things that you cannot see, that you cannot be able to uh, you know, tangibly touch, like the world of angels, for instance. All these have come into being to serve us, those who inherit salvation. So God has really uh, put a world into place that is totally amazing. He didn't just put a, uh, you know, a flat uh, plane into being and says, okay, now see how you can survive here. No, he put a perfect world into being, okay? Earth actually is bedded into a greater, uh, a greater you know, world, into the universe. And Earth can only be able to function because it functions within all the other, uh, you know, day and night and things like that. conditions, you know, like sunlight and, 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 and day and night and things like that, you know, the, the revolutions that are going around the earth, uh, the sun, around the sun. You know, all these God created because it was required for life to exist. It was required for, you know, the seasons to exist. It was required for us to be able to make sure that we can be able to build a life on this planet earth. So now, there may be a lot of questions in the minds of each and every one of us. Why did God do what he did? And, you know, maybe you, you find certain things, uh, you know, uh, 
very strange. Or maybe you have questions, why did God do things like that and not like that? And many times we have asked God, God, why do I need to go through this situation? Or why do I have to experience this kind of, 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 of you know, hardship uh, in my life? You know, what we must understand is that God gave us this earth for our developments, okay? He did not bring us here as, you know, people who were completed already, but he brought us here as uh, little babies, okay? Each and every one of us came into this world as a small creature. You know, it was only Adam who was created uh, as, a, as a, you know, adult man would say, but even he had, to, he had to grow because even so his body was big, he still had to learn in every other way. So Adam and Eve were different, but every other creature that came on the face of the earth, we came as babies, okay? We came as little beings who could not survive without the help of our parents, without the help of others. And so God did that very, very deliberate because, you know, he wanted to see us develop. He wanted to see us uh, go through the different development cycles in our life, and that is in the natural as well as in the spiritual realm. Now, when we came into this world, we were innocent babies, and, uh, of course, uh, the Bible tells us in Psalm 119, as I've been reading, to all perfection, I see a limit, okay? God created man perfect. You know, when a little baby is born by God, looks perfect. And yet, we all know that no human being is perfect. And that's why those people who want to be perfectionists, uh, please don't try, because you will never make it. You know, do your best, but you can never be perfect. Because in this world, there is nothing perfect. The one who is perfect is only God himself. And, uh, you know, uh, in the Jewish, uh, in the Jewish uh, uh, tradition, there is one word, you know, that uh, God is uh, all-knowing, that God, you know, uh, is omniscient, you know, he's, 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 he's everywhere. He, you know, he's just you know, totally unlimited. And uh, yet men, we as human beings, we are limited. And so somebody was asking that, but then what is God lacking? And somebody answered, he's lacking limitations. Okay? God has no limitations. We have limitations. But that's the wonderful thing that we can know, that where we are limited, God is not limited. You know, where we cannot make our way through on our own, God is the one who helps us to overcome and come through. And, you know, this is what God wants us to understand. You know, he created this uh, world, and more especially you and me, for himself, okay? He created us to be his very own family. And that means... Just like a little baby cannot survive without the support of the family, we cannot survive without the support of our Heavenly Father. We cannot survive without the intervention of 
Christ, the son of the living God. God created us in that way, okay? There was, that is not a flaw of creation. That is how God designed it, okay? You know, there are a lot of people in our world, when they grow up, they want to be stars, they want to be big, they want to let everybody know how, how, how powerful they are. And some of them, you know, they feel, you know, maybe inferior. They even start wars trying to be even bigger, even greater, trying to impress the world that see what I can do. You know, you see this in sports, you see this in, in politics, you see it everywhere, you know. Everybody, you know, you see it in entertainment, people want to do, outdo each other. I'm the bigger one, I'm the greater one. But the reality is that all of us need help. All of us could not have survived our childhood without the support of our parents or our guardians, whatever the case may have been. All of us, we came through because people took care of us. People fed us, you know. People closed us. People uh, made sure that we were developing even in our educational standard. There were so many people who were involved in bringing us to the place where we are today. So you are not a product uh, that has come into being by accident, but by many people intentionally serving you to be the kind of person that you are. And you know, this is, a, is an illustration that God has given to us, that what is true in the natural is also true in the spiritual, okay? As much as you need help in the natural, you need help in the spiritual as well, okay? None of us can survive without uh, mom and dad. Neither can we survive spiritually without the bread of heaven that God, our Father, has provided for us in Jesus Christ, his Son. So we have to go through development cycles. And it is entirely up to us who we will be. God has given us a decision, and we can decide whether we develop, like we can see in Scripture, there were two sons that were given to Adam and Eve, Cain and Abel. So we can decide whether we will go the Abel way or whether we go the Cain way, whether we are resenting, whether we are pushing our way, whether we are getting angry and annoyed about things and about people. Whether we are, you know, uh, even trying to push other people aside and in, in Cain's case, even kill our own brother. That was a very sad development right at the beginning of mankind. And yet, that's exactly what we, what we see is happening in our world. Okay, there are people who are willing to learn people who are willing to submit to the living God and thank God we are together here because we want to learn, okay? We want to hear what God is saying. We want to get his, his guidance. And uh, that in itself means that we have understood that we are not here just to become, you know, big stars, you know, but we have understood that we have to humble ourselves, that we have to learn and that we have to listen. Just like when we have gone to school in the natural, we are still going to school 
and learn from the word of God, hear what God is saying to each and every one of us. We need to learn to appreciate God's creation in its vast variety, okay? We need to understand that we need each other. And of course, that is very often not understood. Why do people go for war? Because they don't understand that we need each other. They don't understand that even the others have got something that they can be able to enrich my life with, that they can contribute to my life so that I'm going to be able to make it even better. So it all comes from the pride of life. And of course, that is uh, going back from to the very tree of knowledge of good and evil, you know, the pride of life that says I can do without everybody else. I can do without God. I can make my own way. And the truth is you can't. And everybody will come out at the end of the road when finally we all stand before the living God and, you know, everyone has to give an account with what we have done with the life that God has given to us. Then we'll come to realize that, no, we couldn't make it on our own. Even those who thought they had made it, they will realize that they are far from where we are here to be. So, thank God we are here because we have the position that we are willing and ready to learn. I hope everyone has that. Willing and ready to listen and not only listen, but also obey. Not only be hearers of the word, but doers of the word. So most of all, we must learn that we cannot even fulfill our purpose without our creator, okay? Now, the question, of course, would be, what is the purpose for us to be here? And of course, many people will not be able to answer that question because their purpose is something they are just making up themselves. But their purpose has got something to do with our creator, okay? Whatever is being created, the one who creates it knows the purpose of the thing that he's going to make, okay? You know, if you would ask a car, what is your purpose? The car cannot answer because the car has no idea. Okay, the car is a dead thing. It cannot, it cannot even understand your question. If you say, what is your purpose? Well, the, the purpose is, of course, that it takes you from point A to point B. Okay, and uh, the purpose is the same for a very cheap car and the most luxury car that you can imagine. The purpose is the same, isn't it? You are supposed to go from A to B, okay? You are supposed to serve people with transportation. Now, the car cannot know that. The car is just being used. You jump into a car, you know, somebody is taking the steering wheel and drives it, steers it into the direction where the owner of the car wants it to go. So the, the owner of the car understands the purpose from A to B. Amen? And that is true with everything. You know, if you ask your chair, what is your purpose? Now, of course, you will not ask your chair, what is your purpose? Because you know the purpose so that you can sit on it so that you don't have to stand for one and a half hours and, uh, and, 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 and listen. So you have a chair. But if you ask the chair, the chair doesn't know. And that's true 
for us human beings. You know, we have not made ourselves. We have not designed ourselves. We have no clue what God had in mind when he was preparing each and every one of us in a unique and powerful way so that we became who he wanted us to be. Okay, and what we must understand is that he created man to relate, you know, to us. You see, the, the obsession of uh, scientists today is to find out whether there is another habitable planet somewhere out in the world. Okay, whether there is, uh, you know, some planet and some of the planets, they don't even have names, they have got just numbers because there are so many so many uh, stars and planets and, 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 and bodies out in the universe that you, you, you can't really uh, give every one of them a name. They're so vast in number. But the issue is not whether there is another habitable place somewhere. The issue is that God has created this earth for us as human beings to be able to fit like hand in glove. Okay, like we are saying, it has been created so that we can make sense of it. If we go back to the book of Job that we have been uh, reading here, Job says, there is a mine for silver and a place where gold is refined. Very interesting, you know, God says, uh, this earth is not a bare place, it's not an empty place. This place is a place full of all kinds of different riches. Treasures everywhere. And it says iron is taken from the earth and copper is smelted for ore. And of course we understand this because in Zambia that's what we, we still continue to do. We take uh, copper from, from the earth, the ore, we remove it, we smelt it, you know, and, 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 and uh, then use it or sell it. And then verse 3 says, man puts an end to the, to the darkness. Now, this is very interesting. Okay, how does man put an end to darkness? Now, understand this is Job who has, who has been living a long, long time again, even, even before or at the time of Abraham. Okay? And at that time, God is saying, man will put an end to the darkness. And that is not the darkness spiritually, but the natural darkness. Now look here, this place without light would be dark, isn't it? When you go out at night and the street lights are on, you know, there's an end to darkness. And of course we all know that uh, in your house where you have electricity, you can actually leave the light on throughout the night. Okay, so you have put an end to darkness. At that time, when this was written down, there was no electricity company, okay? There was nobody who had been able to understand that this is one thing that is going to happen. And yet God says this, that man is going to put an end to darkness, okay? So in other words, God understood the power that was already inherent in creation and he knew that man was created in such a way that one day he will find out how to harness this power and make it useful for mankind. Isn't that powerful? 
Okay? And that is true for everything else as well. You know, God has laid all of these treasures into his creation that we come to harness at one time or the other and we'll be able to use it. Of course, very often man has been finding these treasures and has been very irresponsible in how to uh, exploit those treasures in the earth. And, and of course, when we don't do it responsibly, then they may backfire on us. You know, we, we may get uh, a backlash on, on those things. But God created the earth to relate to our capacity, to the way God created us. Okay, and God said, subdue the earth. Okay, so in other words, you are responsible for everything that, that is living, but you're also responsible to have dominion over the earth. So in other words, whatever the earth is holding, you know, whatever the earth is, is, is hiding in underneath, it is something that man is supposed to explore, is supposed to find and make it useful for mankind. And that has happened in an amazing way, isn't it? I mean, if you look at this side of the, uh, of the coin, then you may say man has been very, very successful. Why has man been successful? Because God created him for that, okay? God created him, you know, to be hand in glove with the creation of God, with the earth on which we live. You know, if you go on moon, that may not be working because moon is not like that, okay? Many people want to go to mass, okay, to run away from uh, impending troubles on earth. I don't know why they think that uh, there would be no trouble on, on, on Mars when there is actually no, no atmosphere there, okay? There's no air there. There's not even water there. Of course, some people are saying maybe one day uh, in the distant past there has been water and there has been this. But right now, you cannot live on Mars. You cannot live on any of the planets that uh, we know are orbiting our sun. And Man has failed so far to find any place that is habitable. And actually, we are wasting our time. We should just understand that this is the creation that God has created for us so that we can develop together. Okay? God has made this us to be our, our storehouse out of which we can take so that we build our lives, so that we build our society, so that we build each other. And that's amazing. So God knows both ends, okay? He knows us, he knows our capacity, he knows our thinking, because he is the one who has given it to us. And that fits very well with the other side of creation that is given to us, okay? The one part of creation that is given to us is us, okay? So God didn't say, I give you Jupiter, God didn't say, I give you, you know, some other planet deep down on the, in the universe that has been there, uh, you know, um, so many million of years ago. No, God said, this is us, which I've created for you to have dominion on, okay? This is the place where you need to make your living. And you need to develop together as you develop the earth. Unfortunately, very often, we have seen that man is very careful, careless in developing, you know, and I think uh, the weather patterns that we are seeing today 
is uh, evidence of a man not be very responsible, not be very careful in what is happening today. Okay, we see, for instance, right now, today, you know, I mean, here it's cold. And of course, we understand this is our cold season. This is normal. But in the north, in the northern hemisphere, they are, they're having temperatures which they have not seen before. Okay, I heard in, 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 in Portugal and Spain, they had 47 degrees Celsius, which in Europe, you know, even so, these countries could be quite warm and even hot, but not to that extent. And 300 people have already passed away on the heat waves as a result of the heat. So, you know, somehow things are out of control. And we have seen this even in Zambia. You know, we have seen that our climate change that we talk about is not just an empty phrase, but it's a reality. And why is it? Because, you know, we have done things to favor ourselves without taking care of the very entity where we receive all the power from, and that is Earth itself. So we must understand that God has created us both. You know, if God would have created us and there was no Earth, where would we have been? If God would have just created the earth without human beings, it would not have developed. Okay, but both together, we can see how powerful that combination is. How powerful God has planned everything and brought it into being in so many powerful ways. And that's why, you know, we keep researching. That's why we keep searching the ground, just like uh, we read in the, in, in, in the book of Job. In fact, Job is saying, you know, the earth from which food comes is transformed below as by fire. Okay, earth is amazing. You know, I mean, we hear of volcanoes, for instance. We hear of all kinds of different things. And right now, a lot of wildfires are happening all over the, the world. So God has given us food from the earth. At the same time, there are phenomena that we should also understand. At the same time, sapphires come from its rocks and its dust contains nuggets of gold. And you know what happens when people are hearing there's gold somewhere? There's a gold rush. Okay? I mean, when, when it was uh, becoming known that there is gold in Minilunga, people rushed there because they were hoping they will find some of that gold. Okay? Or when there is gold in Eastern Province or wherever it is, and yes, of course, it is there. God put it there. But you know, God wants us to be responsible with these things. God doesn't want us to fight over these things. But God wants us to be able to exploit these things and make it useful for our creation. So verse 9 says, Man's hand assaults the flinty rock and lays through the rock his eyes see all its treasures. And you know, that is really true. I mean, like uh, it is said here, even sometimes far from, uh, from you know, uh, the cities or from uh, civilization, mines are being drilled, you know, rocks uh, or shafts or mines are being uh, built because that's where you find 
certain minerals in the ground. So man has the amazing ability to find all of these things. But you know, when I look at this, <clears throat> he tunnels through the rock, speaking about man, and sees all his treasures. Not only is it referring to what we find and take out from the ground, but if you would go to certain places, you will find a lot of tunnels where roads have been built through the mountains, okay? Just so that you don't have to go on top over the mountain, but you can actually comfortably drive through the mountain. So man has been able to do amazing things. Now God, <clears throat> the God of wisdom, gave us so many opportunities, vast opportunities. And let me just read uh, this wonderful word from the book of Proverbs. The Bible says here in Proverbs 8 verse 11, for wisdom is far more valuable than rubies. Okay, rubies, if you don't know, is a very, you know, expensive stone, very costly stone, special stone. Unfortunately, I've never owned one. Uh, I'm not sure whether you have one. <laughs> then you have got really some treasure. Nothing you desire can compare with, not with rubies, but with wisdom. I, wisdom, live together with good judgment. I know where to discover knowledge and discernment. All who fear the Lord will hate evil. Therefore, I hate pride and arrogance, corruption and perverse speech. Okay, here we are seeing visions through pride and arrogance or corruption and uh, the way we speak. Common sense and success belong to me. That is what wisdom is saying. Insight and strength are mine. And of course, you know, we need these things in order to be able to find the answers that God has put into his creation. I, I remember when my children went to school, you know, uh, I think uh, Pastor Victor will know, there is one course about, uh, about science, you know, one piece, which talks about the many discoveries and many uh, uh, different uh, men who have been able to find uh, solutions and things like that. And many of these people were godly people. Okay? Many of these people of old have been believers in God. And that's why they were able to not you know, be in confrontation with creation, but flow with creation and come to discover so many solutions to questions and needs that the world has. Today, you know, it's amazing that many of the scientists who are working with, uh, you know, extraordinary stuff are coming to the realization, you know, and most of them, they have been brought up to be atheists. Most of them, they are believing there is no God. But along the way, they come to discover that mm, this is impossible. You know, things cannot just work that way unless there is a, there's a brain behind it, unless there is a, a hand that has brought all of these things together, is the one who has brought things into being. 
So it's amazing. So God has given us wisdom, and uh, wisdom is really what we should look for, that, that we should have in our own life. And it's available to us because God is the, is the originator of wisdom, and he makes this wisdom available to every one of us. And so wisdom says, because of me, we have a lot of rulers who are very unjust, who are doing things without wisdom. And the result is that many people are suffering. Many people lose their lives. Many people are going hungry. You know, uh, the, the war which has been uh, started in February in, in, in between Russia and, uh, you know, when, when Russia uh, attacked Ukraine has now brought misery in countless nations in the world because all of a sudden, you know, the food is no, more long, no longer flowing. Unknown to many of us, you know, uh, many of these countries, they, they got their food from the Ukraine or from Russia. And now those ways are blocked. So, you know, these have got amazing, uh, you know, impact on, on, on what is happening in the world just because of lack of wisdom, just because people think we don't need these other guys. We just push them around and put them into our pocket or even do away with them altogether. How sad. You see, God created us so that we learn how important everyone else is. Okay? We should understand how important our family is. And I, I hope most of us, if not all of us, do that. You know, we, we know how important our parents are because they have brought us where we are today. Okay? Or our guardians or our relatives. You know, when you hear that your relative, sick, a relative, a close relative of you is sick, you want to go and visit him or her, isn't it? And if you hear there's a funeral, of course, you can't stay away. You need to go there. And that's the way it should be. You know, we, we should be people who have been closely knit and live within that family, but not just in the family, you know, the nuclear family, but also in the human family, okay? We should be able to appreciate each other. We should appreciate other nations. You hear, you have heard of the word xenophobia. Xenophobia is the fear of the other. Okay? Why would there be a fear of the other when you know that each, every one of us is the intentions of our creator so that we work together? Okay? So that we are shining even more brighter, that we can be able to achieve even greater things. Look here, these flowers. None of these flowers is afraid of the other. One is yellow, the other one is dark red, the other one is uh, violet, the other one is white. And they're all happy with who they are. They're not afraid of each other. They're not saying, because you are not like me, I'm going to fight you, I'm going to cut you off. No, they're all content within themselves. And you know, this is what God has, had in, has intended, that we are all content within, within ourselves and accept others the way they are. You know, why should we backbite? Why should we always stop others? You know, you are not gaining anything. In fact, you are losing. Because number one, you are losing the person who could actually be in your support. And you are destroying the peace. 
that makes you flourish. You know, that's why we need to be there for each other. We need to support each other. We need to make each other grow in strength. And you know, when somebody succeeds, you should not be annoyed because you are not the one who has been uh, able to graduate or the one who has succeeded right now. Actually, you should be, you should be happy for everyone who succeeds. And you know what? If you are happy for others to succeed, you will also succeed. Okay? Because if you surround yourself with people who are successful, you will become successful. If you are surrounding yourself with people who are ever annoyed, you will also be annoyed. So don't, uh, don't surround yourself with the wrong people. You know, you know the Bible tells us that uh, bad... That's what the Bible says. So don't surround yourself with people who are not giving you benefit and whom you can also give benefit. Learn a lesson from these flowers. Have you ever seen flowers fighting each other? Have you ever seen, gone to the field or your garden, if you have a garden, and seen that there was a fight overnight and they just killed each other, you know, and uh, now everything is boom. And one maybe is left over and says, I, 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 I finished all of them. <laughs> Creation does not do that, okay? Does not do that. Very interesting, okay? Yes, of course, there are creatures that God has made. But you see, a lion is a lion. For a lion to hunt is not, is not evil. That's, that's the nature of the lion. But for you to do what the lion is doing, that is evil. Because you have a will. You have an intellect. You have the ability to decide what is right and what is wrong. A lion doesn't have that. A leopard doesn't have that. An eagle doesn't have that. That's, that's their nature, okay? What they have is an instinct and God has given them that instinct as well. But you and me, we are made in the, in the image and in the likeness of God. And that makes us different, okay? You would never, never ever hear that God is fighting, okay? That there is an argument between the Holy Spirit and the Father. Or the Son is saying, uh, I, 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 don't want to, I, I don't want to live in this position anymore. I want to just, you know, go a little higher. No. God is one, and he is perfect because, you know, every one of the three personalities in God is content, okay? Is taking their position, is agreeing when they are making anything, and of course, you know, the whole of creation is a product of the living God, the creator. It was possible because of that unity, of that oneness. And just like we see that in God, we should also learn it and live it out in our own lives. Opportunities. And the first thing that we should do is to appreciate ourselves. Okay? That we can talk, that we can walk, that we can create, that we can do things. Okay? That we can be able to make the things of the world 
useful. You know, the vast storehouse, the unlimited opportunities that are in, in the world. You know, the minerals or the agriculture or uh, technology that we have today. All of this has been developing over time. Okay? We have found the treasures in the earth. And we mine them. Okay? Zambia is a mining country. Except we have not yet been very good how this mining, uh, you know, uh, is, is, is benefit, uh, benefiting us as a country. I think there we have to do some more work, okay? But as far as mining is concerned, you know, we are one of the biggest producers of copper. We are a, a, a big producers of many other minerals. Emeralds, for instance, you know, the best emeralds in the world are coming from Zambia. But somehow we have not yet found the best way of how to make these minerals or even agriculture benefit, benefit us as a country. I think we have to do some more research on that. Okay, we have to hold hands together and uh, be able to do better than in the past. So man has accessed the treasures and as you can now see, people are going to space. Uh, recently, you know, last year in, in, in December, uh, this space telescope, James Webb Space Telescope, has been shot into orbit on, on, on Christmas Day. Okay? And since then, it has been going uh, one million miles away from Earth and found a place, okay, which was pre-designed by scientists, of course. Okay? And that's where they have made a position. That is where it is stationed. I mean, in the middle of nowhere, there is no... no ground on underneath that space telescope. It's just floating in midair. And from there now it takes pictures and, you know, just check in the internet. These are powerful pictures. You know, we are seeing creation in a way we have never seen it before. God's creating power is so much greater than we can imagine. And yet, okay, yet, it's still part of this world, still part of this creation of God. But it's so far away <clears throat> that man will never be able to go there. We can just see. We can just am be amazed about what God is doing. <clears throat> man has mastered the art of combining different materials in the process of creation. Because God has made us in his own image and likeness. So he's a creator. We are also creating except we are not making something from nothing, we are taking the things that God has already put there. And we learn how to put these things together. And that's why today we have got so much technology in our world that we are, you know, uh, able to do amazing things that, you know, even our grandparents would never have been able to, to imagine. Yeah. You can speak to people on the other side of the world on your phone and even see their picture, okay? I mean, if you would have shown this uh, to people two, three generations ago, they would have said, this is witchcraft. Isn't it? But, you know, that's technology. You know, it's the, it's the mind of people God has created and we have been able to do it. Now, this is one side of the story. The other side of the story, and this is where now we are coming to the spiritual dimension of our creation. 
You see, while we have succeeded in mining and in development, we have failed with ourselves. <clears throat> Those who can't rule their own life, their own emotions, they cannot relate well with others as well. We have a problem to control our own desires and emotions. And, you know, I mentioned Cain, who is an example of that. Cain was asked by God, you know, sin is crouching at your door. Rule over it. But Cain couldn't. Or maybe he wouldn't. Maybe the thing that was there was, was, was so, you know, desirous to him that he just didn't want to control it. That's very often the case with our lives. You know, so many times we know that things that we want to do are not good. But we do them anyway. You know, I mean, imagine we human beings, we are so much learned. More learned than, you know, previous generations. And yet, we cannot use our brain to know that certain things are not good. Okay, I hope that is not true for Christians, but it's definitely, it's definitely true for non-Christians. Okay, why do we have so much alcoholism? Why do people drink their heads off? They know it's not good. Okay, they know it brings their family into poverty. At least they have learned all of these things in school, but they still do it. Isn't it? Why do they take drugs? Why do they smoke? You know, you know, today on, 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 um, in, in, in Germany, when you want to buy, buy a packet of cigarettes, the law says you have to put some very ugly pictures there, you know, to show what are the results of smoking. I, I don't know whether it's here the case. I don't think so. But uh, because I'm, not, I'm actually not even looking at, this, at packets of cigarettes, you know. It's, it's not in my, in my sphere. But... There, you see it because whenever you check out in a, in, a, in, a, in a shop, you know, that's where they put some of these things so prominently so that you get enticed to buy. And you see these pictures, bad pictures, you know, like when, when uh, certain conditions which are the result of smoking are, uh, uh, you know, resulting in, in, in all kinds of diseases, they put these pictures there. And it looks ugly. But you know what? People still take that package which shows them this can be the result of, of this thing that you're doing and they still smoke that stuff. And now it's even worse. Now cannabis in many countries has been legalized. Okay? Many other drugs have been legalized and actually people make big business with it, make a lot of money from it. How? When you know that these things are harmful. So, you know, people know and yet they don't know. Okay? They do what they know is harmful. It's not good. So we have a problem to control our own desires, our own emotions. We misdirect our energies in the wrong stuff. You know, why going into a war which is going to make the country poor, you know, and not only one country, but many countries. You know, today we are so intertwined with the nations that if one nation goes to war, everybody else suffers. You know, our, our fuel has gone up, 
Because somebody in Europe went to war. Okay? It had an immediate effect on our, on our petrol, on our diesel. Doesn't make sense, isn't it? Many people are hungry. Many people are starving because of the same things. This is a spiritual problem. And that's why we need help, you know? And that's why God sent his son. In John chapter 3, verse 31, we read, the one who comes from above is above all. The one who is from the earth belongs to the earth and speaks as one from the earth. The one who comes from heaven is above all. He testifies and what he has seen and heard has got but no one accepts his testimony. Okay, that's why Jesus got crucified. That's why God, uh, Jesus was persecuted and beaten up, you know, because they didn't want to accept his testimony. The, the, the teachers of the law, the religious folk that, who was, were supposed to welcome him, they were the ones who did not accept his testimonies. But thank God. There are people who accept his testimony. In verse 33 says, the man who has accepted him or it has certified that God is truthful. For the one whom God has sent speaks the words of God, for God gives the spirit without limit. The father loves the son and has placed everything in his hands. Whomever, whoever believes in the son has eternal life, but whoever rejects the son will not see life, for God's wrath remains on him. So God has sent his son to teach us about heavenly things, as I've been even saying last week. Okay? And we need to know these heavenly things. You know, just like we cannot live without a father and a mother when we are babies, we cannot live without Christ. We cannot live without our heavenly father. Hebrews chapter 7 verse 26 says, He is the kind of high priest we need because he is holy and blameless, unstained by sin, he has been set apart from sinners and has been given the highest place of honor in heaven. Unlike those other high priests, he does not need to offer sacrifices every day. They did this for their own sins first and then for the sins of the people. But Jesus did this once for all when he offered himself as a sacrifice for the people's sinness. But after the law was given, God appointed his son with an oath, and his son has been made the perfect high priest forever. Praise God. So in other words, God did not only provide gold and silver, minerals and good agriculture, good food for us to live by in the natural. God provided for us his son so that we can be able to live as the sons of the living God, every single day in the presence of the Most High God. You know, we are created for God. We are not created for ourselves. 
Just like I said, you know, you know, you can't ask a car, what is your purpose? No, the car was created by somebody, and you must ask the, 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 the creator of the car, what is the purpose? You know, and we learn about this purpose, and then we use it. And that's exactly true with our lives, you know? We won't know the purpose that God has had with each and every one of us unless we are getting in contact with the living God. Unless we are living in unison, in relationship with him. Unless we become the family of the living God. Okay? As a baby, you can't survive if you have no mom to feed you. Okay? And in the spiritual life, we cannot survive without Christ, the high priest. Without Jesus, who has laid down his life on our behalf. And that we, we have the privilege to understand. Our true destiny is that we should learn to reign with Christ. Okay, Romans chapter, Romans chapter 5 verse 17 says, For if by the trespasses of one man death reigns through that one man, how much more will those who receive God's abundant provision of grace and of the gift of righteousness reign in life through the one man, Jesus Christ? See, God wants us to reign with him in his power. We can't reign without God. You know, without the wisdom of God, you see what is happening in our world, fighting all over, you know, uh, corruption all over, trouble everywhere. But when we are in Christ and when we reign in him, through him, then things will be different altogether. We receive God's abundant provision of grace and the gift of righteousness and therefore, by that, reign in life through the one man, Jesus Christ. Consequently, just as the result of one trespass was condemnation for all men, so as a result of the act of righteousness was justification that brings life for all men. For just as so, the disobedience of the one man, the many were made sinners, so also through obedience, the one man, of the one man, many will be made righteous. So let's understand, God has created this earth that it should become a place of righteousness, a home of righteousness. And unfortunately, it has not been and it will not be. And that's why God says that he will create a new heaven and a new earth. Isaiah chapter 65 Verse 17 says, For behold, I create, I create new heavens and a new earth, and the former shall not be remembered or come to mind anymore. Well, obviously, this world has seen so much warfare, so much ugly stuff, so much evil, and God says, I will do away with it, and I will create something completely new. 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 10 says, But the day of the Lord will come as unexpectedly as a thief. The heavens will pass away with a terrible noise, and the very elements themselves will disappear in fire. 
and the earth and everything on it will be found to deserve judgment. Since everything around us is going to be destroyed like this, what holy and godly lives you should live? Looking forward to the day of God and hurrying it along. So in other words, we can speed up the coming of the Lord, speed up the day of the, of the appearing of our Lord. On that day, he will set the heavens on fire and the elements will melt away in the flames. But we are looking forward to the new heavens and the new earth he has promised, a world filled with God's righteousness. Okay, so we are living in a world that is full of unrighteousness. But God says, I'm going to exchange this. I'm going to make another world, another place that is going to be our home, and it will be a place of righteousness. Isn't that powerful? So God wants us to learn to reign, because if we don't learn to reign now, we'll not be able to reign even then. We need to be people who learn to walk in the ways of God. God has sent his son, Jesus Christ, to be our great high priest so that he can atone once and for all for the sin of each and every one individually and as for mankind as a whole. The priest took the, the, the sacrifice in the outer court and it was, it was sacrificed there and the blood was taken into the most holy place and that's where atonement was gained. And that's exactly what Jesus did. He came, he was the sacrifice in the outer court, you know, up there on the, on the cross of Calvary. He was the sacrifice. But he took his blood and he went into not only the holy place, but the most holy place where his father is. And he shed his blood for us and he brought us righteousness. So now we have to learn the greatest commandment. And the greatest commandment that God has given us is that we love the Lord our God with all our ability, with all our strength, with all our mind, with everything that we have. That's what we must learn. Because in this new, in this new creation that God is going to make, this is what is going to rule, reign and rule. This is uh, the world of God. So the battlefield of our failure will be recreated. You know, I said in the beginning, God has put us on this earth so that we can be able to learn and develop. And yes, we have done a lot in terms of technology, in terms of development, but there is still to be done, much to be done, much to be desired upon spiritually. You know, the world is not living the life that God wants us to live. That's why we need to be the light of the world, shining in the world of darkness, showing the difference, showing the world what they are missing. Okay? There comes a time when our current world is done with, and God will roll it together, will, will burn it up with fire, 
and great noise will be there. And he will create a new heaven or new heavens and a new earth where righteousness will live. Where we will be sufficiently transformed so that we can be able to make living there the kind of life that pleases God. And that's what we are here for. You know, we are here to develop not only in the, in the natural world, not only in the world of commerce or industry, but in the spiritual way as well. And that's where we are lacking behind most. Okay? We have seen so much development is happening, but in the spiritual realm, there is so much lacking behind. In every nation today, we see corruption is growing. You know, wars, misunderstanding, you know, threats. You hear that people are saying we are going to use uh, uh, nuclear power. We are going to wipe you out. What kind of a thought? It can only come of a darkened heart, of a fallen heart. It cannot come of somebody who is beloved of the Lord. So God is busy building us. You see, the current earth will go. Once it has done its job, once uh, God has achieved what he wanted to achieve, he will do away with it because then he, he will bring another one. And in this new earth, in, this new, in the new heavens, there will be harmony. And we get a brand new environment that God is going to give us where God will reign we will reign with him. Okay, where we have grown into the full uh, stature of Christ. This is what we are here for. Okay? This is what we preach. We are not apologizing. We are not going back on this. This is what we have as a message. It may not be a message that uh, resonates with the people who are just busy trying to hip uh, money on top of each other, you know, who are just interested in, uh, you know, making, making progress uh, by hook or by crook. But we have to preach that word. It's the word of God. It's the word of love. We need to love God and we need to learn to love our neighbor as ourselves. So, brothers and sisters, why did God create the earth? Well, he created it for you and me. He created it that we learn to have dominion in life, not only in the natural, but also in the spiritual world, that we learn to walk with Christ, that we learn to see him bringing us into the very nature of the Son of God himself. Yes, we have a long way to go, each and every one of us individually. And as a whole, the world needs to really go a long way. Sometimes I wonder how God will ever accomplish that. But God is God, okay? God is God. God will accomplish what he has set himself to do. He is the creator. Just like he created us, 
and he created man to be a perfect match. He has also sent his son, Jesus Christ, into this world so that the sinner can be transformed. That we can be the kind of people that God can be rejoicing over. All of us at one time, we were not the way God wanted us to be. And some of us, we are still too far away from what God wants us to be even today. But you know, we need to learn to walk in, foots, in, 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 in sync with Christ so that we grow, so that we become like him and reign in life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. God bless you. Amen. Let us pray. Lord our God, we are totally amazed when we see your intentions, your good intentions. Lord, we realize how you have created us human beings to relate to the creation on earth and even the heavens. And Lord, we can see that so much has been able to happen in our world in terms of development, technology, agriculture, whatever it is. We have been able to see a lot of achievements. But sadly, we don't see these achievements in the spiritual world. We see how many people even go backwards. People who one time, at one time loved the Lord and who are no longer walking with him, who are no longer uh, on fire for him, but who have become lukewarm. So Lord Jesus, we pray. We pray for those who have known you and who should know you and yet do not fully walk with you. We pray for them, Lord, to come back on fire again. And Lord, we pray for those who have not known you, who are just religious, but who have never really understood the purpose of their life, the reason why you have made them, the reason that, you, that they should be here to love the Lord their God with all of their heart, with all of their soul, with all of their strengths and that they should, they should love their neighbor as they love themselves. So, Lord Jesus, help us to learn that very important lesson. This is the reason why we are here. This is what we must learn. And thank you, Lord Jesus, that you teach us, that you illustrate that in so many different ways, even in nature itself. So, Lord, we give you praise. We give you honor. We say thank you, Lord, for all that you continue to do in our lives. Thank you, Father, that you have sent Jesus Christ, your Son. Thank you, Jesus, that you are the great high priest who is still working in our lives to transform us so that we become like you, so that we are able to reign in life through your power, through your intervention. We thank you, Jesus. To you, the honor. And everyone say, Amen.